When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sick kombucha for your womb. Honestine squad link up, it's like boom. The girls be giving you vibes. Tune in, chill out, and feel good inside. Like Welcome back to It Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. And you are about to see us back on stage. Oh my God, we're bursting at the seams, girls, because we have been sitting on this for, I'm going to say... A hot minute. uh, Yeah, it doesn't matter how long because the news is out. We announced it on our Instagram yesterday. If you're not following us at It Girls Podcast, where the motherfucking hell have you been? (laughs) We are doing, and this is just giving me a giggle... A residency. <laughs> move over Mariah. Move over Celine <laughs> and Donny Osmond. Because we are the hottest bitches in town. We are taking over every Saturday night. How iconic. Liberty Hall in November. Scorpio Ho season. Yes. Best Yo. season ever. Saturday the 6th of November. The 28th. 13th and 27th. I'm just reading our little poster that we got made and it is so beautiful. It's so Shout cool. Out. Shout, Shout out to Yosef, our incredible designer who took on that feat of doing a beautiful poster for us. Go check it out on our Instagram. But gals, if you are an ex-gal, listen up, okay? We were finally able to secure pre-sale for you guys. So if you want to come to any of those shows, as I said, it's easy. Open up your calendar every single Saturday in November. We will be there. Liberty Hall, Dublin City Centre. <laughs> €29. <laughs> t- uh, the tickets are going to be available uh, for everyone else on Friday. But x you are getting a pre-sale. So you okay? get Wednesday and Thursday. You can secure your ticket for you and your mates. x only. We are honouring you and the fact that you... Really keep us going and we just adore that you have been able to make this a full-time job for us through our Patreon. So we want to honor you by giving you first access to our new show. Brand new show. It's called It Gals on the Edge. Now these tickets are going to fly out. They always do. Every show we've ever done has sold out. I'm sorry to be flexing, but I cannot deny the truth. Excuse me while I flex myself. (laughs) My name is O. It is true. It sells out everyone. So especially after the biggest dry spell known to man, COVID really got in the way of us being able to fuck shit up on stage. So (laughs) there's so many of you, your last night out, us included, was our show on Vicker Street. And I we've obviously, you know, through lockdown, through COVID, over the last year and a half, nearly two years by the time we get on stage, we'll have, you know, we've got so many new listeners who have never been able to come to one of our shows. This is your chance. These tickets will fucking sell out. I know that sounds incredibly conceited, but we just state in straight up facts. Look, we're realists over here. Look, every night I think has 500 people, okay? Four of them. That's the two Vicker Streets that sold out in like a week or two. Yeah. So and that was before COVID. So when like 
shows were readily available. This is after we have been sat in with our mammies moaning, being like, turn off those It Gals are talking terrible things. I don't like it. <laughs> Listen to it. Now you can have the It Gals experience yes. in Liberty Hall. We are going to make sure that it is the most lit, fun, energetic, vivacious night that you have ever been to. Yeah, so it's get like it in your calendar. Best. That's I'm dying. The, oh, I'm living for it. Like, get it in the calendar. You know, this is the year to be making plans now that we can make plans. Okay, second half of this year, honeys, I am lubed up and ready to go. Slipping. But we are, you know, so any of my Scorpio sisters, this can be your birthday night out. And if not, right before Christmas, this is your girls' night out. Saturday, every single Saturday, Dublin City Centre, Liberty Hall. Tickets are 29 euro. General sale is on Friday, this Friday, which is the 28th and 9am. We will be linking them on our social, of course, but they will be available on tickets.ie. So not Ticketmaster, tickets.ie actually have like less charges and all that shit. We got that sorted for you girls. And most importantly, it was because of tickets.ie that we were able to do this pre-sale. So ex-gals, get your ticket before Friday. That is going to be the best chance for you guys to secure the bag. So ex-gals, you're definitely getting tickets. If you really, really want tickets, even sign up for the month to our Patreon so you can secure the bag and Wednesday and Thursday, get your tickets because mm-hmm. they are going to fly at the wee door, girls. Fly at the door. I heard it here first. For everyone else. Manifesting biatches. Yes, for everyone else. You know, as I, I just in case we've had some questions, it is like obviously assigned seating, all that kind of jazz, but, you know, just get your fucking tickets because boom on the seat is the most important yeah. thing. That is the most it's important gonna, thing. Like, we are going to be wild on that stage. It's, it's been so long since we've be been insane. able to entertain you all. And it's like, you guys kept us going through lockdown. So we are just going to put on the most fun show for you. You're going to be laughing your head off, having a load of drinks, dancing. We're going to get my in so we can be getting, like, dancing to your fave yeah. song with her fave gal. And we're just going to give you so much lol content. It's yes. going to be great old night. There's nothing else like it. There won't be a bad night and I'll put my money where my mouth is. Yep. Firmly on this microphone. (laughs) (laughs) So go check it out, girls. Um, Okay, we've got a and a One of, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite times of the month. I love the Q&As. We get to hear from you gals. We get to see what the fuck is going on in your lives. Suddenly our lives seem slightly less chaotic. Um, but all of you follow suit, it seems. Which, yeah. I mean, I love. I love that we have built this community. Of community. Community of crazy girls. Crazy girlies. Crazy um, girlies. Let's kick it off. Hey, ladies, this is a random one. Big fan. But sometimes I feel like I'm not sexy enough to be in it, gal. I'm a single mom and my daughter kind of rules the roost. I'm rarely getting the tan on and I don't have the figure. How can I feel like more of an it, gal or an XXXXXX gal? Girl. This we had to put in, and especially after announcing our show, because like when we look out at the the crowd and the energy, there is such a, like, it's not that there's one visual. And I get what you mean if you're thinking like, oh, I want to be this kind of girl. But like, we are not even that kind of girl. Like, an it gal is a hashtag mood. It's not a look. It's not a even like a confidence. It really is a kind of like just being authentic to it's yourself. It's an energy. You know, Mm -hmm. it's an energy and it's a kind of mutual understanding. You know, like there is that nod that like, you know, I'll see someone with a tote bag and I'm like, oh, hey, honey. And you know what it is? We were actually talking about this the other day in an interview. Just, you know, know, booked on busy. Hashtag more big things coming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. We're finally that bitch. And but, I'm fucking loving it. Follow our fucking socials, please. please <laughs> so you can be All three. Keeping up with the It Gals. To be honest, if you want to know what an It Gal is, you follow Pussycat Mermaid J <laughs> and It Gals podcast. Okay. I'm not here for any is following one or the yeah, other. I know. When it, when you meet a girl in town, being like, oh my God, I love you. And then you're like, oh my God, oh, give me your Instagram. I'll follow you. And then they're like, oh, there's no follow back. You don't follow me, hon. I'm requesting. <laughs> and then you're following me. You follow all three. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that an it gal, okay, we coined the phrase, we coined the phrase actually. No, we used it for our podcast because actually when we started Tara, Tara Palmer Tomkinson had died and she was like an iconic it gal, one of the first. And, you know, the idea of the it gal is definitely like ambiguous now because we, you know, Instagram has kind of changed that people, it's kind more self-made. Anyone can be an it gal now. But I think that, that kind of leans that, that into kind it. of leans into it. But I think as well, it's an it gal is that there's only one you. Mm-hmm. And in this life, you can, you're only, all you can do great is be that version of you as authentically as possible. So to be an it gal isn't like having a certain figure or having a certain tan or wearing clothes or acting like this or getting laid this amount of times or being anything other than 100% you and being the it gal that you are because there's only one it gal in you. And like, you know, we have always said, and just in case anyone is a new listener, as I said, we've got loads over the past few years and I always kind of forget that not everyone has been on the full journey and I don't expect you to go all back 200 episodes to hear our raggedy asses talking into that tiny microphone. Yeah. But, you know, we when we started It Gals, it was to represent someone that we felt wasn't being represented in, like, the Irish media or by influencers. And, and that, social media. And social media, exactly. And that goes beyond an aesthetic. It's not like, you know, it's not like this representation of, like, my body shape or representation of brunettes or representation of girls who look fake. Like it's not about or that. Or leopard was, print or neon yeah, green no. or anything like that. It, it was is. nothing of the sort. It was, it was a representation of like a type of woman or person, to be honest. I mean, I always, cause I'm always calling people gal in the DMs. They're like, I'm a lad. And I'm like, TBH gal is gender neutral to me. Like I'll yeah. be calling everyone gal. I know. Like Especially when we did our live stream for Patreon the other day and Evan was here and we were like, girlies, girlies, come on, let's get going girlies. And he's yeah. just sitting there accepting. Yeah, I know. And like, so he's like. He's not like, I'm actually a man. I actually yeah. identify as he, she. Can we, he, yeah. Can he, you him. call me it lad, <laughs> it guy. Um, But you know, that's what we wanted to represent it wasn't it wasn't something that you could like you know visualize or you know put like of course there's like some common threads with how we all like maybe are like a bit extra with our sense of style to be honest use more than us a lot of the time but like there's different elements but it's all expressed in a certain way like maybe you express it with your style maybe you express it with your personality maybe you just express it by listening to the podcast and laughing you know it's like Mm -hmm. having a laugh an attitude and energy and we would never want to make anyone who listens to the podcast feel like you can't quote unquote be an it gal excluded if you don't have a certain type of figure or you don't wear fake tan fuck that shit like it is truly a space where like we want anyone who feels like not even by representation but doesn't feel like that they can connect with what else is on social media you know it's kind of like living without the facade which Mm. we're so used to seeing on social media we're so used to seeing people being like 6am up doing my emails with my hair or like or like no makeup selfie and they know and everyone knows that they're looking fucking great that's not it we just want to be the true the, our true selves and that's difficult especially I know as a mom and a single mom it's very difficult to kind of like 
fit in you know sometimes it's like I don't fit in with like other mothers because they might have just the kind of more normalized household of having like the husband to lean on and like that everything is more suited to people who are in relationships like that that's really difficult so even you being a single mass living like your true self because you have taken ownership of that and you're doing an amazing job by raising a gal who is ruling the rooster apparently and it's really fucking tough and it's like never ending and it's like you know the judgment that comes from being a mom and you want to dip into certain things but you feel judged or you feel you know shamed for wanting certain things when you're a mom it's a amalgamation of just fucking mental chaos in the brain to try and maneuver through being I think especially a single mom because you don't have that rapport with a partner to kind of back, you know, back and forth. And in some ways it's a blessing because you don't have a big moany fucking lad (laughs) farting and being like, what's your fucking leave I be? When you've been at home with the kid all day, whatever the hell is the situation. But it is just about being your true, authentic self and just owning who you are and living it up the best way and being happy. And that's really what we want to put out there as well. Like just enjoy your life, which whatever way you're cards are dealt and like yeah. handed to you and like you know if, if that's just the <coughs> excuse me if that's just like the hour a week or so that you get to tune in and listen to this and you feel that kind of part of yourself like come alive that's deadly you know so that's how you be an ickle it sounds like you're living your life how you are you're tuning into the podcast having a laugh with us connecting with us engaging with our anonymous tumblr box yeah honey you're already there Sounds like you're an girl to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next question. I have a decent job, uh, but I'm thinking of retraining to take another job with way less pay and better hours. It's only possible because my fiance makes about three times my current salary, so I'll have to rely on him hugely. Does this make me a bad feminist? I want the easy job and the good lifestyle. Kind of feel guilty and embarrassed to tell my friends slash fam. What do you think? So I thought we've never actually touched upon this, I don't think, which mm. this is why we thought that this would be a really good um, question to touch upon. Because this, in our generation, reading this question, I was like, oh, that's a little different. Which is so funny because I think in like our parents' generation, that was so much more normalized and wouldn't have been different at all. So it's funny how like in such a quick turnaround, generational wise that that is like now like say for example if you came to me Jenny and we're like so um I'm thinking about dipping out of work Evan's making a lot of money I kind of want to you know it would be like wow Mm. that would be quite a statement to make whereas you know back in the day it was more of a statement for a woman to go into the workforce and stuff so it's interesting for sure um what do you think my initial thoughts are like if you're in a relationship where that has been like a conversation between the two of you and like say for example you're saying like it's less pay but it's better hours like I'm presuming you might have like a bit of better like uh, quality of life Mm -hmm. you know like maybe your job at the moment is well paid but like it's like 60 plus hours a week you're strapped to the desk all day you don't really you know you don't have much actual time off maybe your phone's blown up on the weekends you know like and I think that like we we're we are we're all gonna have like positions of like different privileges in life, okay? And you shouldn't feel bad because you and your partner have made like a joint decision that might like make your life a bit easier. I I think it's like it it doesn't make you like a bad feminist or a bad woman because like those things don't exist because in my opinion, once you're like respecting yourself, respecting your family and your loved ones, you're just a good person. You know, that mm-hmm. way like I don't think you And should, living the life you want to yeah, live. Yeah, like don't hold yourself to this like 
insane standard of like you know in order to be like like what you, the world perceives you as a good woman or a good feminist is that like or a successful woman I yeah. think definitely what is like muddy the waters with ideas of being like a successful woman is the quick turnaround of being like you know the stay-at-home mom and like being provided for by a man was kind of like you know the norm a generation ago really mm-hmm. and then it kind of came actually no why should I have to stay home and like not go after like my certain passions with work or whatever I'm going to get back into the workforce and then it kind of muddy the waters of being like we're sold this kind of idea of being a woman and a successful you know woman who should, is a proud woman is one who is minding the kids but also has a business on the mm-hmm. side and also looks great all the time and is also doing it all she's getting her holidays she has her girly trip she has her trip with her husband and her family holiday it's like we cannot have it all. And I think we've been sold this idea well, no of having it all. no one can have it all. No one you can. Know? And, and no one does. Because you can't be like this, you know, I think no matter what, you're going to feel a bit like, oh, if I'm, I'm going to, you know, be taken on a full-time job, I'll feel bad for not being at home with the mm-hmm. kids or not being a homemaker. Or, you know, if I, I'm leaning on my partner for like financial help because I want to kind of go into the, this direction with a career, I can feel a bit like less than because I need my partner to help. It says like, it's, so complex and there's just no right way to be any type of woman other than what is like working for you in your own life yeah like and I think that like if you've had this conversation with your fiance which like it sounds like you have like you guys are like engaged to be married you're living Mm -hmm. together like you're building a life together and if you have come to him and being like even not directly but being like oh I'm so stressed like if it has come to this decision of like look you can retrain go for a job that yeah you might be you might not have as much disposable cash but like I can take care of rent or whatever your fucking agreement is to be honest is no one else's business but your own like so this whole like I understand what you mean like I'm embarrassed to tell my friends and family because people do have judgment around that like you were saying earlier on like you touched on it Linz um but at the end of the day like that's your business like who pays the electricity bills? I and think we it, have to learn to shut down, shut people down because it yeah. is really frustrating when people seem to just kind of. And your quality constant. of life might go up, and that's yeah. that's that's all that really matters. Like, it, like it's not like you're saying like I met a guy who makes you know t- as he said three times I, I'm going to do so I'm going to like quit my job because I'm just going to become completely reliant on somebody else. Like that's a different. That's a different energy of. But someone. even in some in some spaces, that does work for some people. Well, if it's you know? a, if it's a conversation of like where it's a joint decision, but I mm-hmm. think that like there are some people out there who might meet someone who is like maybe from a wealthy family or something, and they're just like, "Oh, grand, I'm doing fuck all." You're kind of setting yourself up for like you're going to be completely dependent on someone, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it's your own choice, but I'm saying that your this girl's choice is so completely different to that because you're kind of saying like, you're making a choice to have less hours in the office, maybe a bit more time with him, maybe a bit more time with your family and your friends. Maybe you're not going to be as stressed off your tits. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? We're told, like we're told this fucking bullshit that like in order to be like, you know, considered successful, you have to be strapped to a fucking desk for the entirety of your youth. For what? A job that doesn't even pay your health insurance or mm. like give you basic, you know, care, like uh, a pension for a lot of the time, even like, even substantial like working conditions, you know, that way, like there's places where you've been working. We've, a lot of people have been working from home for the past fucking year. And like, most places didn't get like supply desks or like pay for yeah. their internet and all this kind of shit. My so, friend had to like fight to get a damn laptop. Yeah, like so fuck that shit. Like you to should, do a job for someone else. For someone coin, else, you know, from your gaff with no fucking, you know, no one thought you'd be still doing. Like this her thing. and her brother shared a laptop. That's insane. She was like, 
get me a laptop if, if I require to like obviously you but and it is really difficult and it's definitely it is about quality of life and I think people will when they're if you're thinking about like other people's kind of opinions a lot of the time they'll be maybe projecting their own kind of like lack thereof of you were saying privileges like you know you obviously have been able to sit down and have that kind of finances in relationships are kind of a complicated thing to talk about and they do very much rely on trust Mm -hmm. with each other like I know from growing up with my parents who like my mom is a stay-at-home mom but she managed the household my dad barely had a clue what he was making because she would manage and you know bleed the money to where it needed to go you know the way and that shared trust was I'll go out and earn but you place where that money is needed you know and he kind of trusted and she never you know she never let him down in the regard of like she wasn't fucking going to Brian Thomas and being like actually let's, let's just have frozen pizza for the fucking week and I'm gonna be decked out yeah the way like she was providing the finances and where they needed to go in the household that's a shared trust and that is definitely I think like one one point of like a successful relationship is being able to speak about finances and figure out how you're going to like mm. you know funnel the money into your livelihood and how you're both going to yeah. live together and it and doesn't matter about like being you know like she's saying like he earns three times more than you that you know like then I think we've spoken about this before where it's like if someone's earning like a certain amount and you're in this union especially when you're like engaged and planning a life together you know you both should be like I think spending the same percentage like there's no reason for you to be killing yourself for like to make rent or electricity when he is able to provide something that you could be be you know funneling into a better life for the two of you because it's a shared life yeah I mean again I just think that that's it's so down to the person on their agreement you know that way like I mean it's it can be a bit tough with like splitting the hairs of like percentile because your job can be going up it can be going down like then it's like what do we re-establish the fucking rent agreement every you know what I mean it's like at the end of the day with the stuff like rent and stuff I think you know unless you have a different kind of like say this I can understand how this agreement would be different as in like she's taking a step back her career is changing and he's obviously offered but like you know going into a relationship if the person makes more than you it would be kind of odd to be like, okay, well, you make 40% more than me, so you'll pay 40% more rent. It's like we're both living in the same house and enjoying it equally as much. So in my mind, it should be like We've always split, disagreed I guess. That. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I think if someone's earning more, that it's just kind of saying they're in a relationship for like, so you can both, if you're living a shared life and playing like in a shared household, I think the kind of quality of life should be kind of shared in that regard of like financially that you're paying kind of, so one person isn't left without because I've been in that situation before mm-hmm. where like um, a partner of mine was earning more yet I was paying more and it was just kind of like I think for me moving forward in a relationship I would prefer to have it kind of more finance finance is to be spoken about in a like like not romantic way or like in a way that so is like, business. <clears throat> but like say if you were the one making three times the amount would you pay three times the amount of rent? Yeah. Really? Yeah. If, if I was like had a fiance who had like and I was earning a shit ton of money in comparison to them so like the rent for me I think that's more fair because say if like our rent was four grand mm-hmm. and I'm earning a hundred grand a year and he's earning 30 grand would you not just like find a place that's more suitable for both of you yeah I think that then you're like I just think why would you go off the less lesser income well no just find a, a middle ground instead of having a four grand apartment have like a two grand apartment yeah I don't know but like why not spend your money 
I guess. Yeah, I guess we've, we've always disagreed on it. Yeah. Like, I think there's certain things. And like, I, I, I think again, for me, in terms of like, say, feminism, which was which we touched upon with this question, mm-hmm. is like, we have been, like, historically in with finances and, and like, housing and stuff like that, it has been the men, usually, who go out and provide the home. So I think now it's kind of our turn to step up in terms of feminism when, you know, we can harp on all day long being like, oh, feminists like equal rights until what? We start earning more and then we don't want to give the rent. When yeah. men have been doing that for years, they've been f- providing homes for years. Yeah, but I think for, for me, it's like the egalitarian part of it is just spend, spending an equal amount. So you never have that like imbalance of like, but I think it's one if, person like I mean again if that's something that is agreed upon in your relationship then whatever that's your own business you I know? think if you're both equally working the amount of time then finances are different so it's like well you're never going to be making the exact same amount of money no but there's obviously like very obvious like you can see I've had fellows where like you can clearly see the difference of even expenditure from yeah the day-to-day you can tell how it's people earn it's nuanced because it depends you know if someone's owning property that's completely different you know if someone has a mortgage in their own thing I can completely understand you being like look you just come live in my house I'm not gonna like take rent off you there's gonna be a tax you know like I can understand for like ease of like and there's always going to be different kind of elements you know um as in like if you're moving into someone else's home are you getting an apartment together like there's so many different instances but I guess you know we'll have to leave that because we've we could split hairs on that all day we Mm -hmm. have done before in the podcast but I think that like for this girl I think you should just not put so much pressure on yourself and understand that like if it's a decision that you and your partner have made together and it's to better your own life like it doesn't make you a bad anything if anything it makes you like you've got a good relationship because someone you know and I'm sure you would do the same for him in a few years if he was like I don't want this job anymore I want to go back to college and you were making loads of money you know that's your time to step up you have to help each other in relationships Mm -hmm. and like definitely with careers they can be ever-changing and you can just want to take a new route or whatever so fair fucking play to you is what I say girl um you have the pick me one we have number our third question planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey girls, pick me girls are all over TikTok lately. And unfortunately, I think I am one. Not to the extent that I'm like, I'm only friends with boys because they're less drama. (laughs) But more like I'll say certain things when a hot guy is in earshot so he'll hear me and fancy me. (laughs) I know it's harmless enough but I need to stop because I'm literally giving myself the ick just wondering do you ever have the internal male gaze moments and do or say things that you regret afterwards love the pod keep doing what you're doing thank you queen gas (laughs) have you ever caught yourself in that situation where you're like I'm fully showing off 
because there's a group of lads over there and I'm like <laughs> I think I've definitely if I've been like I have like a couple male friends and stuff or if, I, if I've been dating and it's kind of you know back in the day and it was more like casual you'd get like an odd compliment that was like a compliment towards you but definitely putting down another type of girl so say like but you happily accept it and I'm like kind of leaning into being like um, yeah I'm kind of not that yeah. kind of girl I'm, I'm, crazy. More, I'm more this kind of girl that's just me that's weird that those girls do exist but yeah it wouldn't be me but uh, like for example makeup you know I think that that's for men especially they that's a visible thing that they can see and kind of compare girls like who wears more makeup or you don't wear a lot of makeup or that so uh, I think sometimes go you actually yeah no you actually don't look different at all with that makeup yeah and it's like yeah now actually I don't like to wear a lot of makeup myself I don't really need it. you know and I can lean into that kind of like sew up my own arsehole of being like you know makeup shaming other girls or whatever mm. you know and without even meaning to but definitely meaning to a little bit in the sense of being like yeah just kind of patting myself on the back being like yeah don't really need it <clears throat> more into skincare the skincare game <laughs> yeah or like you know yeah those mac girls are crazy like for me i only wear glossy which is basically just water with a tiny bit of tint in yeah it. or just being like yeah i mean it's just like it looks so uncomfortable no yeah. i love it like i mean i just i for for me or that kind of like backhanded compliment to a guy yeah <laughs> You know, where I'm like backhanded complimenting myself and putting down the other girl by being like, yeah, it's just kind of like, I mean, I just kind of like to get ready and go. Like some girls like, oh, I'd love to have the time. I'd love to spend hours doing my hair and makeup, but it's just not me. But like, I mean, love it for them. It's yeah. like, I can feel myself being I a know. Like, I'm like, ow, I, I am such a bitch. I definitely <laughs> um, related to her thing. I remember when I was younger, I would catch myself doing it all the time. And I think never, only now when I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that thing of like being like, there was guys in earshot. So kind of being like, OTT like guys that you don't even know you know I'm talking about like I'll set the scene like you're in like a smoking area somewhere you're with maybe two girls you see a group of lads ages away and all of a sudden you're like oh my god does anybody know how to slut drop <laughs> just like showing off in this way of like I want them to fancy me like yeah I want but you're trying their, to make it not obvious yeah that that's what you I want. want their validation I know I'll never get it because they're not going to walk up to me and I probably don't want them to come up and hit on me. Like there's that weird thing as well where I'm not looking for them to come up and be like, hell yeah. I'll be like, ew, you're fucking abusing me. But like it's that <laughs> thing of like being like seen, you're seeing yourself through their <laughs> so eyes. Cringe. I know, it's oh, so cringe, cringe. But we have to admit it because oh, totally. that is how we dis, like that's how you like disengage from that activity yeah, by yeah, like yeah. acknowledging that we all fucking do it. It's like you get out of yourself you're floating above yourself and you're seeing it's yourself so being cringe. fucking dope yes you're like i remember my sister oh. did it years ago and it just i don't know why this fucking i've been thinking about the story so often it just <laughs> cracked me up um i think it was because that youtube channel the hot ones you know where they get like gordon ramsay and ricky gervais with the, with the, the hot, hot sauce. sauce i love that show i know so <laughs> random i know recently it's like 75 million views. i have introduced that to so many people i'm like have you ever watched hot ones they're like what i'm like it's good oh, honey it's so good and also like oh should we do one <laughs> It looks so delish as well. Really? I don't, I'm not. Oh, I well, I'm okay hot with hot stuff. I but love. I'm not great with the, like, the extreme ones, but the big like warning sign on the package. Yeah, Evan bought one then the other week. Fucking hell. Oh, really? I was like, what the hell are you doing? You mad bastard. God, you're fucking mental. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was years ago. It was like at Christian camp down in Trebalgan. And um, I, I was flipping pregnant. Down, I tottered. And um, my sisters were there. My mom always did it where she was like, she comes over the week. 
don't need to go to any of the Christian stuff. Just come down. It'll be a little holiday. And we're like, okay. Go down. Then she's like, right. So seven o'clock is the first worship AM. And then and we're like, what? You you, you said we didn't have to. And she's like, would you go away? I brought you down here. I'm like, yeah, Trabalgan. <laughs> like, please. But anyway, so... We went down, it was kind of like the youth one. It was like the young kind of adults. And um, they were doing a hot sauce thing. And my sister fancied this guy called, <laughs> and I need to say his full name because okay. I don't give a fuck, Winchester Hagens. <laughs> he came over from America. <laughs> There's always these like American men who come over Winchester. from like Texas. His name was Winchester Hagen. What the fuck? And he wore like cowboy hats and like was like fully so good looking. It was like, how are you? You've been carved by goddamn Jesus himself. And um. So he was like over with his dad who was like a preacher for the fucking week or whatever. And like Fiona and like we were like, oh God, actually, mom, maybe I will go to the damn Christian. <laughs> maybe I will fucking pop off. <laughs> I'll be praising yeah. hands in the air. I'm like, mm, turns out maybe it ain't so bad. Mom. Turns out I'll be talking in tongues to Winchester <laughs> later on. <laughs> so Sarah was like fancying him and I trying to like, Sarah. I know, she was like trying to get a fucking him, like his attention. And there was like one night there like all trying hot sauce for some like wild Christian camp <laughs> like task or whatever and um, Sarah's like I'll try that <laughs> like, and he brought it over from Texas so it was like this insanely hot one with like warnings all over it and shit like that and she like took a big gulp and, like she gulped it fully dying like her face was like blue <laughs> spitting out sweat like but still trying to look attractive yeah. while being like <laughs> <laughs> we were like, are you okay, sir? She's like, no, oh, fine. I was fine. I'm actually really fine with that kind of stuff. I'm like, do you <laughs> trying to be cool. Trying to be cool. Like, how cool. Wow, you're so attractive. I can't believe you can yeah. You can really take that wow, hot that sauce. must be three million on the Scoville level. <laughs> if, you, if you can take a dick the way you can take that hot sauce, I've, I've, I'm in for a fucking ride of my life. Like, what was she thinking? <laughs> it was going to impress this to you. you well, be, he probably you was don't like, have taste I like my women who can handle the heat. The heat of Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> Literally, and we were like, it was just so gasping. And uh, we were like dying laughing. Just, she was like, because <gasps> people <laughs> get so lose control so much with the like hot sauce. Oh, fish. I know. It's insane. And seeing them trying to maintain their sense of like yeah, looking like, <clears throat> like a normal. <laughs> <thing. Yeah. laughs> That's why that show is so good. It's like they're eating and they're like, <gasps> and the talk question is getting more intense. I know. And Gordon Ramsay is like chugging Gaviscon. <laughs> It's so good. He's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> they did one one year on Big Brother, which was fucking iconic. It was this guy Mikey. He was blind, and like they gave him like the, and he was like his tongue was literally like, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we gotta do one for the we for do. the YouTube. Get we'll the YouTube. We'll do one on YouTube. So yeah, we all have an inner pick me, and I'm any girl. Do you know what the most pick me thing is? The girls who are like, I'm not a pick me. No, I never. We did all that. are. They're like, that's so random that you do that. We fucking all have. I used to sit outside like the arts block with my friend Leanne, and there would be men in earshot, and we would be purposely speaking so insane, purposely like bringing up sexual yes, you know like yes, yes. we've all done really it really loudly being like really yeah loudly. yeah I got with him and he's yeah, so good looking. like yeah I got with him last week and Leanne you're so crazy like just being like do you oh. want to go get like locked or something at yeah. two 
like I'm fuck gonna, it I might fuck my professor like, just being <laughs> or like even in school being like who wants to go on the hop I'm not yeah. really feeling jog over you <laughs> I fucking hate jog <laughs> Ruffy <laughs> you but have like, to love you have yeah. to admit it as well every single girl has fucking done it we've all done it it gives me the ick thinking back in it but the only way you can liberate yourself from it is admitting it and moving the fuck on and acknowledging when you're doing and it and being able to laugh at it yes. like I brought that up to Sarah the other day we were fucking dying like laughing. you have to laugh at it because there's nothing worse than someone who brings it up to like kind of like Sh- like shame you it's like okay fuck off miss high and mighty like, yeah yeah you're yeah. acting like a pick me it's like oh you want me to list the you times? are desperate for him yeah it's, it's like, like me and Lindsay fully danced on the fucking fibrous smoking tables like, when it was raining to try and get attention from grunge lads <laughs> spoiler alert we got no attention <laughs> still it didn't we work. were fully like <laughs> notice me notice me i'm wearing the clothes that you like come on and they were like nah no, yeah, this, good. this low key girl over here who's barely wearing makeup, that's more my vibe. My, my vibe. We were like, <laughs> okay, my boyfriend makes passively racist slash sexist slash homophobic jokes sometimes and gets super defensive when I bring it up as an issue. He puts it down to just joking, but it really is turning me off him. I love him, but a sense of humor is becoming more and more crass thoughts. Wow, the Holy Trinity. Racist, sexist, and homophobic. Jackpot, girly. Oh, you wow. found one. You found a toxic fucking male. Um, oh, nothing. It is truly like, you know, when you're getting to know someone and they're great and you're like, ah, oh, and then they, they make some remark and you're like, what? And then and it's going to pretend I didn't it hear that. It slowly evolves into like, oh, this is a major part of your personality. I think it's like, I mean, it's so annoying because like, you know, people always call us like, oh, they, they're so anti-woke and stuff like that. Like, you know, we're not at all. It's like, it, it, there is like, I think definitely an extremity with the woke world. I think we're all very much aware of that. But there is also just things that are like, dare I say, out of style in humor. There's stuff that is mm-hmm. just like, it's it's just stale and it's just really like dated. You know, if you're dropping the F word or the R word or the N word, it's just like, no, that's really, it's not funny anymore. Like it never was, not that she said it wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like, no, that's so old. That's so like, how how out of tune are you? Declasse, as my girl Luanne Delaseps would say. Declasse. So declasse. But like, it, it's just like, I mean, first of all, hateful. So it's like, Mm. I'm going out with a hateful bastard. Like, you're not... And also, like, are you going to be... My main thing with that is... And call me fucking self-obsessed, but I think everyone's been there. You're like, are you going to say that around my friends? Like, are are you going to randomly come out with some form of, like, tone-deaf, hateful, racist, misogynistic, whatever the fuck is... And one of my gay friends is there or whatever. And like, I'm going to have to like, because no matter what, and it's really annoying that this just is something that exists in this world. I would love it not to be, but it fucking is. Your relationship does reflect on you. Mm -hmm. The company you keep reflects on you. Like if you are in a group of people and your boyfriend is like (laughs) making like a homophobic, homophobic joke. And like, you know, you're in this weird position because you're like, I'm going to have to call you out on this because I think it's gross. But then it's like, we're, I'm going to be having a public fight with you 
And then my but my friends are looking for my reaction. It's really like just what the fuck is wrong with you? Why even, is your brain wired even that way? Like, you know, I wouldn't idiot. say that in front of your mates, and it's like I don't even want to be in my no. living room yeah. and hearing you talk for this real. bullshit because it's really, really embarrassing for you. For real, because it's like. First of all, and I'm so tired and I really feel like this is more a thing that men do uh, consistently. Anytime I'm around men, they like will say something that just isn't funny. I won't laugh and I'll be like, you know, explaining why the joke just wasn't funny. And they'll be like, it's a joke, relax, it's a joke. No, no. A joke is meant to to make someone laugh. Mm -hmm. If no one's fucking laughing and people are just looking really awkward and looking at you like you were dragged up on, it's not funny regardless of you like being like, it's funny, it's a fuck joke, it's a joke. It's not... it's not funny. No one's laughing, and and then sometimes I've been I've been literally putting men on blast, men specifically, because like I said, it's mostly men who I think really push the buttons with being like kind of just reacting or just rejecting the idea of something being inappropriate and kind of just like trying to really stand up for the fact that they should be able to make a gay joke, like it's a fucking joke. It's like. Okay, deconstruct the joke. Explain the joke. Because I, yeah. I'm i up on stage selling out shows, making jokes for a fucking living. <laughs> so yes. if I make a joke, I've written it down in my notes months prior before putting it on stage. Yeah. So I know that like not everyone has to laugh at it and some people can be even offended at my yeah. jokes. But I do know the roots of the joke and it's tracked back to something that I think is funny and it makes sense. So if you want to say something's funny, please tell me why it's funny because I didn't laugh. Did I miss Did I miss the point? Yeah, but like who's the butt of the joke here? Why is it funny because the guy is gay? Is it funny because you're saying the F word when no one says that anymore? And it's, it's like funny is like being funny or saying something as a joke isn't just saying the n-word because that's now so outrageous to say yeah. that that's, that's shock not value. funny that's shocking and offensive but it's not funny so stop trying to fucking cover bad behavior with oh, fucking it's funny it's funny it's really annoying and it's just like you're dumb you're a dumb motherfucker and mm-hmm. like you just can't even just retract certain words from your vocab you're really that dumb that you can't even just think up another way like we who was it was it Oscar Wilde, who said sarcasm is the lowest lowest form form of of wit. wit. I think sarcasm is just like, sarcasm I don't think is the lowest form of wit, personally. I think that kind of shit is like just super offensive stuff for being offensive. Yeah, it's like shock value. It's like trying to be like, you know, when there's no intellect behind it. And I mean nothing. When literally the joke is that someone is black Someone is gay Or I'm saying the word That isn't allowed To be said anymore Exactly To make you be like Oh my god It's like That's just rude And especially if I've told you I don't feel really comfortable Around that word You can make me out To be some like Snowflake kind of person But I just don't like Hearing that word End of But Just finish it there Not even like to that Like I mean Of course I agree with you But like I've been around situations Like that where like A lad will make a joke About and say something Like fucking hateful in it And like I just won't laugh And they're like Oh for fuck's sake And I'm like I'm not entitled to laugh at your shit joke. If I have to be around it, which, you know, I'm trying to get out of. But like, if I have to sit here, say it's like, you know, a friend's boyfriend or something like that, where you're like, I'm not going to be getting into it with you right now. Because to be honest, it's not my fucking like job to educate you. And like, why that's stupid. Yeah, exactly. But like, you can't make me also fucking find it funny. Like, I'll let you know by literally staring you back in the face unamused at your fucking joke because you're just being but also if you want to say something completely outrageous and just like problematic for lack of a better word do that 
But you also want me to make you feel comfortable in doing that. You want me to like giggle away nervously because yeah, I'm who's just, the snowflake bitch? Yeah, <laughs> fully. It's sake. like so. I really do just put men on blast with that, but like being like deconstruct that joke and say with the sarcasm thing because I find that like again, people can very much use that as a way. I don't think sarcasm is the lowest form of wit, but I think it's the most passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. grow a motherfucking pair of balls because it's awkward when. I'm here with a fella and my balls are literally touching the floor and yours are fucking up your sack. Yeah, it's like you have to make passive aggressive little sly remarks. Yeah, you can't just say something. And you're like, I'm just sarcastic. With with gusto and with like having your back behind it. Instead, you're like, just going to say kind of slyly because I'm just scared of your reaction. It's pathetic. It is pathetic. And it's just, it's real fucking... the, The worst is when it starts to give you an ick when you're starting to realize like this girl is where you're like, oh my God, this is the... This, you're sense of humor starts and ends here there's nothing else to it the only thing that you find funny is like basically and also you probably aren't even making up the goddamn jokes these are probably just regurgitated jokes from your whatsapp group that like might work from like some lad in this random whatsapp group you're in they might be like haha that's gas because you're being so shocking and disgusting but like you're so sensitive that you're saying it in front of me and then you get pissed off when I tell you I don't like it. Like, it's just like accept boundaries. Mm. Like there's jokes that I can laugh with, you know, with different friends. And I just know, sir, like there's different mm. jokes for different fucking folks. Like, I mean, there's jokes that I wouldn't say to my mum because I know that it would kind of offend her. Yeah. But then my other friends, I know that they'd find it hilarious. But like, how are, also are you, like, I've had this conversation with uh, someone before. And I remember saying to them like, you know, they do the whole usual, it's a joke, like relax. You know, that whole bullshit spiel. And I've been like, would you proudly say that in front of your mom? Like, mm. if I told your mom that you made that joke, what would she say? And I know their reaction. They're like, fuck off. And I'm like, you would not like that. Like, would your mom be proud of the son she's, you know, that he's well, going there's off? Some, there's some spicy ass mas there. No, there is. Care. But I'm saying these people that I'm talking to where their mothers were not like that. Okay, and I've known their mas and I've known their fucking families and just I'm like, you're not being like, put them down in that way because that kind of fuck, I'm sorry, that kind of humor and shit where but it's I just, think regardless, you're representing yourself regardless of representing your mom or your sisters or whatever. I know, but I'm just saying that that is something that would trigger the fucking shit out of them and I'm like, what I'm saying is that like, you're representing yourself. How would you feel if someone that you loved and cared for saw you acting that way? I've seen guys do it in a way of like, it's kind of like who can say the worst thing. Like my friend went out with a guy and his group was just that kind of like, you know, they joke about cancer or the IRA or, you know, just stuff that was like, we're just that fucking crazy that we say the thing that no one... And it's like, oh, wow, you're so crazy there in your little call center job making a wild joke on Facebook. You are just so out there, bitch. You're so out there that you're still continuing to use like really offensive, stale words that don't really fit in with today's society and vocabulary. You're just so fucking great. Yeah, but don't even represent you well. Like it's like, you know, one literally, maybe Sean and fucking, you know, Gillo down the road think (laughs) that it's fucking iconic that you're doing this. But like, on like you do realize if you say this and that's kind of the, sometimes you have to let them fucking mortify themselves mm. say it in a fucking group and i'm not going to be laughing no one else is going to be laughing mm. and you're going to see that you're an absolute show but like, like you said it is difficult when it's like you know if you are yeah. going out with that person oh. and you're waiting for them to mortify themselves yeah. And then and you and you and and then it's like but you're already saying i don't fucking stand for this yeah 
So I don't know. It's like, I mean, I do think that kind of shit is rooted in so much kind of like male trauma or whatever. Like, I mean, I feel like that kind of humor is very much rooted in like, how much of a man? How much can you take it? Like even the male WhatsApp group, yeah. like, can you take this fucking crazy video of this yeah. person being killed? Oh, you don't find this fucking joke funny because you're like, you can't handle the like violence or like oh, whatever toxic of this joke. Toxic masculinity on toxic masculinity. It is hun, but like, I mean, scratch away the surface and you'll just, uh, the root is, the root is that it's not fucking funny, bitch. So maybe just stop trying to make, like, tear it down. And I think that's how, you know, I think men do that to women all the time where they're, you know, say, for example, with the pick me thing, when like sometimes, you know, you're going through Instagram, you're sat beside your fella and you're like, oh, she, will she ever fucking stop showing her goddamn body? God, it's like, it's just, it's just, it's a bit too much. And then yeah. they're like, okay, we get it. You're jealous. And you're like, oh, Je- jealous of what? Jealous? I could do that. And it's like, okay, shit, I'm revealed. Yes. He has seen my, me, me being vulnerable, being like, you know, feeling insecure, whatever. It's showcased now. So I think sometimes we have to do that for people in that situation as well, where it's like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Tear back the layers. And unfortunately, yeah, and sometimes peel guys... Peel that onion, honey. Peel that onion, baby. But I think sometimes, for sure, people are just stupid and you can't argue with stupid. Mm-hmm. But in that regard, if someone... You know, then it also roots back to just, like, the respect level. I'm saying, I don't like that word or I don't like that joke. Could you stop? If they can't, then what else is he not going to be able to do? He's not yeah. going to be able to leave the session at fucking 1am. He's going to leave at 5am. You know, like, yeah. if if there's just no simple kind of compromisings. I mean, even at that, though, it's like... And I get where, like, even if he was like, okay, I won't make the jokes around you, it would still, I could understand how it would still get at me being like, so you're just going to say to other people, you're still, you're just going to rep your zen, you're happy with that, that's how you want the Mm. world to see you. You, you want to go into some lads group and like, you want them to be like, oh my God, he is mad. He said this joke. It's like, that will never, like... If we're on talk about aging well, like that's never going to be a great representation. Like that is truly the person that you want to project to other people, whether you're saying it to me, to mm. the person that you apparently love, who's told you they don't like the jokes, but you're also going to say it to all your mates and blah, 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 blah. It's like, it is an ick and it's a major ick. And to be honest, like maybe your intelligent levels or, or your consciousness levels are just on a different fucking playing yeah. field like sometimes those things can rear their fucking head where you're like yeah we get on we've good sex we have nice dates but at the end of the day do i want to be going out with someone who they think the best way to represent themselves is racist and sexist and homophobic jokes is that something that you want to align yourself with because it doesn't mean that also, you are those things why is it funny to just laugh at minorities do you know the way like we've all had and we've all visibly seen I'm sure like say in school uh you know a gay person growing up and kind of trying to configure their way through that or we've seen you know people with different races who probably felt quite quite isolated because they couldn't connect to their you know they were whatever Mm. so like what is the funniness that they are the odd one out so you're basically just a bully you're punching down so far to the point where it's like and the the thing is like you're not actually punching in because obviously it doesn't mean that gay people or whatever are beneath you but you feel they're beneath you so that they they deserve to be the butt of your joke Mm. regardless if they're in the room or whatever it's just like it's boring and it is just like i mean it's just minging it's just the the epitome of an i don't want to get with you it's the epitome of an ache once someone starts doing that it's it can you get it out of your mind i for me personally 
I really, if it was, you know, getting to the point where she's saying is it's getting really crass and it's constant, I'd just be like, do you know what? It just makes you not want to get with them, not want to kiss with them. Yeah, not with some homophobic them. bird. You can both fucking yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah. the hell you want. Yeah, like and that girl who went viral um, oh yesterday. Did you see her in Manchester? The state of her. But it was wild because she looked like, not that looks whatever can tell a person's morals, but like she was like literally swearing the N-word at this um At a good bouncer. bouncer. And no one did anything around her, which I found so weird. And she looked super quite young and like, and you know. Did you see her apology on Instagram? No, She I put didn't. out an apology and she's like, freedom of speech. It's like, <gasps> baby cakes. <laughs> like she was like, I'm not racist. I've gone out with black men and, I'm, uh, and I've got multiple black co-workers who I love. It's like, oh. So oh, just because you work with some black people. I'd love people, to hear what they have to say. Yeah. I don't think they love you anymore, honey. Um, but she fucking, and then she was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm not racist, but the usual. And then said this whole thing of like, but at the end of the day, freedom of speech. It's like, there's freedom of speech doesn't cover hate crimes and you physically assaulting someone and using like no, but, a derogatory term. Well, like freedom of speech, yes, but it's racist speech. So you can't then say... I am not racist, but I'm using my freedom of speech yeah. to use racial slurs whilst attacking a, a bouncer person. who's probably just doing their job. Very weird. That was very peculiar. The, the whole thing was she just lost like, her job, what? So. Oh, did she? Yeah, lost oh, her okay. job. So those black co-workers yeah, they, are probably <laughs> breathing a sigh of relief li- like, that she is literally... How can that w- just roll off your t- Like, it's what? Shocking. It's something I, I'll never get, but yeah. Last question. I am madly in love with my boyfriend and he is a great, um, and it's a great relationship. He's kind, funny, a total doll. We've talked about the future slash family and we both want a few kids. We talked about me going off the pill in a year or so and then start trying. He's 37, I'm 28. He's talked about wanting kids so badly and I'm suddenly baby crazy. So I stopped taking the pill two months ago and I haven't told him. He's incredible and I know it is bad, but I don't feel guilty. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> Girlie, I'm going to have to scoot your ass. That's so morally bad. Oh, yeah. It's really, really, really not cool. Like you guys, you know, having that conversation is a great, you know, that's such a nice thing to have in a, in a relationship, you know, especially because, you know, he's like, t- you know, nearly 10 years older than you and you're kind of like, okay, he was wanting to settle down. And I know that age as well. When you are 28, I remember thinking that, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, this is kind of an age where like, you know, fertility you wise, you start mm-hmm. thinking about kids, you start thinking, when do I want kids? Do I want kids? All those kind of things. So for a guy to kind of openly express that to you, that he does want children with you, is kind of like a relief because you don't have to have that argument where you're like, oh, I want kids now. And I, I know that he's brought this up, but like it kind, it, it just completely takes away any trust he has in you to like not disclose that you're not taking contraception anymore because you know, well, I mean, like, consent even it's, comes into play. It's, it is it's fully a lack of consent. Yeah. I had, um, you know, a situation with a friend of mine where she was having sex with someone and midway through they removed the condom. Yeah. It destroyed her life. She thing or something it's called, isn't yeah. it? it? Like, and it is, that is uh, an offence that can land you in prison. Yeah. And it's really, this is where like gender kind of roles really fucking piss me off in the words of like, oh, poor women, poor women, because like, it's not reciprocal in the sense of like women can, you know, there's no, I don't think it's illegal for women to be, say like lying about being on the pill, but it is with men if they are like, Mm -hmm. you know, cheating, I think, like you said, it's called. Um, It's just, I feel like 
that is borderline abusive, especially when you're saying like, he's a doll, he's great. Oh, that's, he is, but what are you? Mm. Because if he is all these great things, but you're deceiving him, going behind his back and... Um, well, you're not uh, reciprocating those good feelings. You're not reciprocating You're taking advantage you. of them and probably thinking, oh, I'll just kind of get pregnant whenever I get pregnant and he'll deal with it because he's so nice. And because he said to you once that he wants kids, like... But you had you a plan. Know. You said next year. Yeah. And people and everyone should be able to family plan and plan when they want to or if they don't want to have kids like yeah that can and to have that privilege of like you know we always hear these stories of like you know girls getting pregnant and you know maybe it was like accidental or you know with not so, with someone who they're in a long-term relationship with like you have such a great privilege in the sense that you have <clears throat> a man who is like a bit older has probably you know he knows what he wants you want kids you both have had that you have the opportunity as you said Linz, to plan your family a lot of people don't have that opportunity but you're willing to take that chance away from him because what you want to get pregnant sooner rather than later you're only 28 but also he's a doll he's so nice yeah but as you said you're taking advantage of his niceness by having that conversation with you broaching the conversation with you and giving you you know a timeline of like okay in the next year like you don't know what's going on maybe something's like he might be going into a really busy year of work or maybe he just right. doesn't want a baby yeah. right now wow. you know it is just and i mean it stood out to me when she said in the end of the question yikes i don't feel guilty well maybe you don't respect your man and maybe you're just like obsessed with this idea of having someone that you can kind of like get away with goddamn murder mm. in a relationship with and um do you really get the, co- the kind of idea that you want of maybe the perfect yeah. family and having kids and having a partner that you can fucking boss around? I don't know, but and I like, think it sounds like he deserves maybe better. He deserves better treatment. Beca- and also like your baby deserves better. Like you, you don't want to have like, th- when you're starting a family, you know, it's like how we, we, Lindsay and I will talk often about like, you know, the beginnings of a relationship is kind of when like a lot of boundaries come into play and it kind of sets the tone not always fully but like it can set the tone for a lot of what's to come in your relationship but if your like beginnings are going to be like if your beginnings of starting a family are going to be you going behind someone's back getting pregnant when they think you're on contraception that's going to build such a weird trust element when it comes to parenting and raising a child like there's going to be resentment there's going to be anger that he's going to be i mean he could like pregnancies can traumatize people surprise ones of like oh how did you get pregnant and then he won't you know if you're going to continue to lie and say you got pregnant on contraception he then won't trust but also why why can't you be honest with him say if like for example you've had the conversation maybe it was a loose conversation or a drunken conversation Mm. who knows that you decided a year and a year can seem like you know a very long it's not but it can yeah where you're like oh I kind of, especially if you're on the pill and you're like, oh, you know, we had Ashling O'Kelly on and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know how long it will take for my kind of, you know, to, to my body to get used to being off the pill, to be able to ovulate, ovulate well so I can like maybe get pregnant. And also there's that kind of apprehension of being like, oh, will I be able to definitely have a baby yeah. I've never tried before? But why are you not able to just be like, look, it could take us so-and-so amount of time. I don't know. I'm getting really anxious about yeah. that. Could we maybe try sooner? You know, how would you feel about that? But like to do it behind his back is just morally wrong. And I don't think there's a way to kind of, you know, to paint that in a way that isn't morally wrong. 
Yeah. And I get it that you could maybe, I can kind of like understand slightly if I was to put myself in your shoes of how you can kind of make yourself not feel guilty by being like, well, oh, he well, said like, it. Yeah, he said it. And like, oh, what if it takes me a year to get pregnant? Then like, it will yeah. be what we said. Well, like stuff. at the end of the day, you just have to, you both have to go into these things with like mutual respect for each other. And you're not showing him the respect that he gave you by having the conversation and making a plan, you know? And I think the best... Uh, advice that we can give you is what Lindsay said there is and like yes 100% sometimes men don't know that like I've had that conversation with guys where I'm like you do know if someone's on the pill like it can take them six months up to a year Mm -hmm. to get their fertility back so like if you want to I remember having this conversation with my ex like when we were like just talking about kids in general you know I was like you know we kind of would have to think maybe a year ahead like because it's also like it's getting pregnant and then it's another year till I have the baby basically so that's kind of two year window you know that way so you want to plan but like educate them but don't go behind their back and take away a level of trust and, and also that's not a good way to start a pregnancy with that yeah. amount of anxiety and kind of deceiving your partner and stuff like and that you don't want to be fighting over you getting pregnant and him finding out you weren't ta- like what like come on do you want to it wel- it, welcome a pregnancy into a nice peaceful and what you sounds like a really healthy nice relationship yeah. you mm-hmm. know so i think you know two months isn't a very long time if i were you i'd just go back on the pill or just i'd sit discuss it, yeah. with him and be like look i'm uh, uncomfortable with waiting that long yeah i really want to kind of get moving are you totally adverse to yeah. that? Yeah. Or Figure it can out. we use condoms for six months or something? You but know, just that way. be open about Yeah. Be open about Don't it. Don't be because, hiding shit. Yeah. And writing to random and podcasts. You're, and you're saying that you're not guilty, but you obviously you are a, a little bit if you're writing it down. I think you're just feeling guilty, but you're trying to cover it in, uh, but it's my right or whatever. Yeah. Whatever kind of trying kinda. to be a bit defensive. But sure, look and listen, we can all grow and hopefully you learn something nice. Yeah, and don't get pregnant episode. now because we're playing a show in November. Yeah, we're going to have a few beverages. <laughs> But also so, pregnant women, welcome. Oh, absolutely, queen. Any it gal is welcome, whether you got an it little gal or they, them, or boy in your belly. Um, your as belly. We, as we said, girls, general sale Friday, X-Gals live, uh, live stream, no. X-Gals pre-sale is available now. Mm-hmm. Go get your tickets. They're going to sell out. We'll be letting you know on our socials as soon as they do. Tickets.ie. Bye, bitches. Bye, biatches. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.